You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is your superpowered mind, and I am Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited to be talking to Stacy Wright, and I'm wanting to talk to her about the power of surrender in creation. And Stacy Wright is an entrepreneur who has created multiple businesses and, as she says, made millions and lost millions. Along the way, she discovered a power within herself that allowed her to create businesses and follow her desires. And she now guides other business owners in their journeys to build businesses that feed their souls. And I wanted to talk to Stacy because I work with a number of entrepreneurs who feel like building businesses is a struggle and it's hard work and that they need to sacrifice so much. But Stacy talks about the power of surrender and how it allows people to create with ease. And so whether you're a business owner or have, you know, or on the pursuit of some other goal, maybe what even you don't even know what that goal is, I'm hoping that this conversation is going to be enlightening. So Stacy, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm excited to be here. Yes, you are. Um, you have a lot going on, which I'm really curious to ask you about. Yes. And, yes. And my my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover in the process of mastering your mind? Mm, man, that was quite a journey. Our minds are so complex. Um, and we are such complex beings that um, it really, for me, there was a lot of conditioning from a, you know, from a young age of having some trauma um, and some emotional needs not met as a young person that that translated into my mind for limiting beliefs that I'm not worthy or that there's something wrong with me. So there was a lot of that that had to be cleaned up. Um, in my process. But I would say if I look at overall on the bigger picture of what I guess my superpower would be or how I've learned to use my mind and and use the power of my mind, it's a, a kind of an ironic answer that that I'm going to give. And then I'll explain a little bit after that. But I learned through a, a series, a system of wisdom called human design I learned that our minds are actually not designed to make decisions, which hmm. really caused me to pause for a minute when I heard that. And but human design is a system of wisdom that, that that does give you the idea of what how you are designed to make decisions. So for me, my decision makers, my gut. We have brain cells in our gut, we have brain cells in our heart, and we have brain cells in our brain, obviously. But we do have the ability to process input and process data in our gut and in our heart. And so when we use those things to make decisions, it frees up our mind to be the superpower that it is. And we can harness the power of the mind. And I was able to harness the power of my mind um, 
but the decision-making process is my gut. So what I, my decision is a yes or no on which path to take. And once I get that going, then the mind can come in and, and do its work with strategy and how to, and problem solving and intention setting, um, that allows the mind to be used to its fullest potential. Oh, that's such an interesting answer. I love that. Very different, um, very unique. Yeah, it is very unique. This idea that we're not designed, the minds are not designed to make decisions. Oh, I'm very curious. I want to. Well, you, you think about what's in our mind. What lives in our mind is really a system of conditioning that we've gotten from how we grew up in the society we live in the education that we've gotten through our school system, through our religion, through our parents. So our mind gathers all of this information and holds it. And then that becomes the filter with which we live our lives. And so when you've got stuff in your, when you, we've been conditioned um, for things that are not necessarily true for us or not aligned with who we are or our truth we're told who we should be and how we should act, um, then we're living a life with all of those limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts. And that's what's influencing all of our experiences. So if we're using that mechanism to make the decisions in our life, then it, it goes, stands to reason that we may not make the best decisions that are, that's fully aligned with our ultimate truth of who we are. Yes. I love that. Um, and I really want to go more deeply in that to unpack that so people can understand it because this is a different way of thinking, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break and, um, can, I'm going to just let people know that they can find Stacy and some of her work at ceoessentials.net. And we'll be talking about some of the um, opportunist she has later. So stay tuned and listen. And for that, and in the meantime, um, hold on, we'll come back and talk more about um, this idea of surrender and creating and um, what our minds are actually designed to do and how we get them out of the way. So hang on. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. So welcome back, everyone. So... You're talking about this conditioning that our minds are filled with conditioning. Um, can you tell a little bit more about that? Yes, and I'll give a great example of that. Actually, I'll tell a story about a friend of mine. So, several years ago, I, me, and some of my friends were we decided we were going to help each other with our businesses, and so we'd get together once a month and just spend you know time on each other's businesses. And so this one friend of mine, she she had developed a business that she loved. It was her passion. She was doing what she loved to do, but she was having a hard time financially making it sustainable. And at, up until this point, she didn't have to because her husband made a lot of money and she didn't really need her, her business to, to generate revenue to pay bills. 
but things were shifting in their life and and she did need to actually make some money with her business and she was having a hard time with it. She was having a hard time charging, you know, the, the an appropriate amount for her services and her goods. She was having a hard time looking at spreadsheets and financials. It just really felt overwhelming to her. I mean, she would literally want to ball up in the corner and cry if somebody like pulled out a spreadsheet and started talking about finances. And so as we started talking about this, we we got real curious as to why this was going on and why she was having this response because she was a very powerful woman in her own right. And the way she she produced her business was very powerful and people loved it. And we but we couldn't figure out why there was so much angst for her around money. And so as she went into you know uncovering what are the stories that that were going on when she heard finances and spreadsheets and money and profit and cost of goods and all of the things that go along with with being a proficient business owner she started uncovering this belief system that lived in her mind that she was given as a child so as a child her family was deeply deeply spiritual and religious and they um they believed that money was the root of all evil yeah. and that if you had money you couldn't be a decent spiritual person money led to greed which would lead you astray which would make you not the person you really want to be and so for her it was this deeply ingrained belief system that she didn't create right it was given to her and she grew up with it so that was stored away in her subconscious mind she had no idea it was there she was doing her life, couldn't figure out why she was having problems with money um, or you know, not figuring out how to make her business powerful and sustainable with money. And then she uncovered this belief system. So then once she uncovered it, then she was able to say, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't serve me anymore. I know my heart. I know I have a good heart. I know that money's not going to corrupt me. And so she was able to reprogram a new belief system that where money wasn't bad and that it wasn't going to lead her astray and that she could be even more powerful and do even more good if she had more money. And literally, we just last this past year, we went and had a big dinner celebration for her hitting a million dollars in revenue in her business. So she just having that story that was told to her from a very young age impacted the way she was doing her business as a you know 40 something year old woman yeah so that's that's an, a perfect example of how the conditioning that we receive impacts us and we don't even know how yes it is um it is so funny not funny haha but how these beliefs are often operating in us mm -hmm. without even being aware that this is what we believe yes. without you would never it's these beliefs about the world or about ourselves that are so true to us that we don't even know their beliefs. Yes. No, it, we don't even, we're not even aware of it. And then we take it just one step further when we talk about decision-making so every decision she made in her business was based on her fear of money. Right. So you can imagine the decisions that she were was making weren't supporting what she ultimately wanted. So the outcome she was getting was not matching her desire 
And so when she was able to to figure that out, but I do want to talk about the decision-making process. So then she realized that her decision-making process is her gut as well, her instinct. Mm -hmm. And so there's a real soft yes or no that she gets when she knows which direction to go. And when she started honoring that and not paying attention, not giving the mind the weight of a decision process, she's been able to be very nimble and make decisions and go in directions that she wouldn't have if she was using her mind to make the decisions. Yeah. And the things always work out. That's super interesting. I mean, it's sort of that um, situation where I'm guessing everybody's been there, where you write out all the pros and the cons of whether you're going to do something. And the pros are like two things or and the cons are like they're 17 and you're still like, no, I really think I really want to do this. And it doesn't yes. make sense. <laughs> yes. And I'll give you, I would love to give you another example of that if yeah. I could. Okay. So when I was early on in my experiment, I call it an experiment. Um, when I was just letting life show me kind of in a surrendered state, show me, you know, what this is all about, how life works. If my mind isn't designed to make decisions, what is and how does this work? So I was experimenting with this and I got an invitation to join this national entrepreneurs club and it was $10,000, which is a lot of money. And at the time in my life, it didn't make financial sense for me to join that club. I was just, I had just lost a business and lost millions of dollars and I hadn't established my new business yet. So I was in that in-between stage and I was having this great experiment with life. Uh, And so I got this invitation and my gut said, yes, sign up, go to the, go to this, this meeting, go to this group. And my mind was was just saying, no, absolutely not. It makes zero sense. You, you need to save that money. You don't even have an income. You don't even have a business right now. Why would you go join this club? And I was in the experiment. So I said, you know what? I'm going to experiment with this and I'm going to test it and see what happens. So I wrote the check and showed up to the meeting, the first meeting in North Dakota, met some great people, had a great time, came back home. Nothing earth shattering happened. Went to the next meeting in New York. Um, met some cool people, had a good time, came home, nothing earth shattering happened. And then after that, the next invitation came for the next meeting and my gut said, no, don't go. But my mind said, wait a minute, you paid $10,000. You need to go to every single meeting they have. You need to get the most out of this that you can. But I listened to my gut and I quit going to the meetings. I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to the meetings. I'm just going to do you know what I'm led to do each day. And it was like nine months later that I actually was starting my new business with a partner and we were, were bringing new products to life. So we do patented products, bring them through the whole phase of engineering, design, sales, distribution, manufacturing, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And we, we, the biggest expense that we had up front was patenting, like the, the, the legal fees for filing. Yeah, patents. Patent. Yeah. 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 And so at that moment, I flashed back and remembered the very first person I met in North Dakota, we hit it off. We were just like immediately bonded. He looked like my brother. And so we just kind of had had a, a bond there. And he was an entrepreneurial lawyer who did patent work. And so I call him up 
And I said, Hey, here's what we're doing. Would you be interested in doing free patent work for us (laughs) in exchange for some ownership? And he said, absolutely. I would love to be a part of that. And he's been a part of it ever since. And we've, he's, he's done more legal work for us than the $10,000 I spent on that entrepreneur's club. So that's a perfect example of, of what I discovered on my experiment in that when we make decisions from our mind, it limits us. When we make decisions from our gut or our body intelligence, there's an intelligence there that we um, aren't taught to honor. We're not taught to listen to it. We're not taught to develop that connection with that. We're actually taught the opposite. We're taught, use your mind, be logical, do the pros and cons list, make a decision that makes sense logically, and don't let your heart carry you away, right? And so we're taught the opposite. But what I found in my experiment was that when I took the decision-making process away from my mind, and it took a while for my mind to quit fighting for that that right, but when I when I took that away and gave it to my gut, and I let my mind be powerful in solving problems. Once we made the decision to go forward, um, life just worked out a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And is, so, is that what you're talking about with surrender? Can you explain what you mean by surrender? Yes, yes. So, how I came into the whole surrender process was through a book called The Surrender Experiment from Michael Singer. And I read that book and it just really resonated with me. It's a book about his life and he lived his life in surrender to to life. He just said, okay, universe, life, God, show me what you have for me. And I'm just going to follow one day at a time. I'm not going to get attached to any outcomes. I'm going to just flow with what is. And he had a magnificent journey in his life. And it was I mean, things just worked out really well. And so at that point in my life, I, like I said, I just lost millions of dollars and a business and I didn't have a lot to lose. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to test this out. I'm going to test life myself. I'm going to say, okay, show me and go into the state of surrender. And so what surrender means is that I'm not allowing my mind to control everything. And so it's allowing life to bring things to me and responding to them instead of going out there and hustling and trying to make things happen. So it's a different way of approaching life. Yes. And I love the idea of that, but I can imagine that in the actual implementation of that, as you're learning how to do that, if you're not allowing your mind to control everything, what are you doing? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, there was a whole lot of self-care and self-soothing going on because my mind was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I really went to basics. Like I would go for a walk out in nature because when I was walking out in nature, my mind could calm down a little bit. I would volunteer and, and be of service to others because I found that when I was being of service to others and I was volunteering in my community, I my mind could rest. So I found the things that gave me some respite with my mind um, so that I could regulate my emotions and keep myself in a state of being okay during this surrender process, which was not It was difficult. I will say that that is true. It was very difficult because our minds are trained 
to control everything or my, we're taught that from a very early age. So it take it takes a while. It took a while for that to calm down. And now um, what happens is it still wants to get involved and control things. And so um, I just have daily practices that keep me from following my mind. So I do a meditation every day. I move my body every day. I take care of myself so that I can be in a state of peace and ease in the midst of the storms of life. Yeah, that sounds, I, I, what it, you know, my experiment or, or my experience in working with people is that there's a way in which we want to try, we're trying to learn to do something different and, you know, the mind freaks out. And then we start to learn what it feels like almost viscerally mm-hmm. in our body and in our system to go to a place of peace and we can hold on to that and move toward it. And it sounds so weird and loosey goosey, but you, then your body starts to know, Oh, this is where I can go to rest. Yes. And yes. And get out of that. And I, I use that in a different kind of way. Mine was, I used to have terrible anxiety. So it was learning mm-hmm. how to not constantly be anxious all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally could ex- feel that just a little piece of what it felt like to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting to move towards that. Yes. And yes. once, once you find that, then it is, is it, you can train yourself to go back to it over and over and over. I remember in the beginning, I would set my timer on my phone to remind me to go back to that place. And so I remember one day I was like, I'm setting it for every five minutes because it didn't take long for my mind to just take off and for me to be in the anxious thoughts and the doubts and the worry. So every five minutes, then I would come back to that space. But it it, it is a training process, but we can be trained. We can be entrained to anxiety and doubt and fear and worry, or we can be entrained to peace and ease and gentleness and calmness. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really is too. And it really feels like it's impossible when you're in the middle of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I often tell my, you know, my clients, you know, they're like, oh, I went and I was completely, you know, I went back into it and beating myself up and I'll be like, yeah, but you caught yourself after four hours instead of three days. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a victory. <laughs> that is a huge victory. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I I thought was really interesting is you talk about um, how we set external goals and then we use our minds like we're going to go after, we're going to create this business, we're going to get this much business and that sort of thing. And it seems like sometimes you suggest that people shift to what is it that we're really wanting? What are our desires underneath having that business? And maybe yes. I'm misconstruing it, but can you explain a little bit about what, what that is? I am so glad you you brought that up and no, you didn't misconstrue it. That's exactly right. And and that is something I love to talk about. It's it, it's I call it intention setting. So setting intentions um is taking a, a goal that we have and figuring out the why, why do we want that thing? So say a lot of people want to lose weight, right? So I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I want to lose 20 pounds because I want to feel comfortable in my clothes. I want to feel confident. I want to feel vibrant and healthy and alive. 
So when we look at the goal of losing 20 pounds, that's very one-sided. It's very flat. It's not multidimensional. It's just one experience. But the why behind it is very, it's, it's deep. And there's a lot of nuances that go into that. And there are many ways to achieve the desire other than that one goal. So when we just set a goal and we stick to it and we don't deviate from it and we use all our grit and determination to go after that one goal, there's I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is very limiting. We're talking about superpowering your mind, superpowering your life. If you're just going after a goal, that's that's limiting, that's one dimensional. So if you take a step back and you say, okay, I want to feel confident in my clothes. I want to, I want to feel, I want to feel comfortable in my clothes. I want to feel confident and I want to feel vibrant and alive. And we bring that to the forefront and that is our focus. And we remove the focus from the 20 pounds and we put our focus in, how can I feel confident? How can I feel vibrant today? How can I feel comfortable in my clothes? And we start asking those questions. There's a multitude of ways that we can experience those things today versus we can't lose 20 pounds today. Mm. So when we go to the intention behind it and we focus on that, our mind goes to work to try to solve that problem or to, to give us what we're looking for. So now when we change the focus, I'm looking for confidence. Our mind might say, hey, why don't you go do that tennis class you wanted to do, right? Because then that's going to give you a new skill set. You're going to gain confidence in your abilities, and that's going to translate to confidence overall. So your mind can give you multiple avenues to feel confident. It can give you multiple avenues of how to feel comfortable in your clothes. It can give you multiple avenues of how to feel vibrant in a life, right? Today. And you can experience that every day, as opposed to waiting till you reach that 20 pound goal to experience those things. And even if you reach the 20 pound goal, do you really experience what you're really wanting? I I know there's been times for me when I lost 20 pounds and yeah, I gained some confidence, but it was fleeting. It wasn't consistent confidence. The minute I was around somebody that looked better than me, then I lost the confidence that I gained from losing the 20 pounds. So is it really, you know, when we focus on a goal, it doesn't necessarily fill what we truly, truly desire. Yes. I love that. That is right there. Such a different way to approach your life and your, mm-hmm. and your world. And it is very much not what we're taught. Yes. No, you're right. You're absolutely correct. And, and so that's, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say that's using the body's intelligence because mm-hmm. our mind is what sets the goal. The mind is linear. It's one dimensional. It gives you it. Well, it's multidimensional, but when it comes to goal setting, the mind is, is flat, but the heart, right? The heart is where the desire is. And I believe that we have a heart's desire. It comes to us from what, whatever you want to call it, whether you call it God, the universe, life, there's, there's a, there's a, a desire that we have to actuate potential that is ours to bring to life. And so our heart, it lives in our heart. And so our heart has these desires. Well, our mind in its 
power and brilliance, it grabs that desire and turns it into a goal. Yeah. And then we stay, then what happens once we set the goal, what we're taught is then disconnect from your heart because your heart will keep you from hitting that goal. Right. And shut down in some ways, shut down and just go towards that and never mind how you're feeling along the way. Yes. Perform, just perform, get it done, get it done. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's fine. And you can do that, but you could also stay plugged into your heart and understand what the heart's desire is and give your mind a whole new way of, of producing the results. So, you know, it may be that you have this one goal and you're going towards that goal, but then something shifts in your life. And then all of a sudden there's an expansion and there's a new way that you could go even further than that goal. Right. But if you're, if you're not plugged in and tapped into your intelligence and your heart, then you're going to miss opportunities. Yes. I love that. And so it sounds like it's really like thinking, okay, what it is that, what is it that I'm wanting? Like, so we'll say, oh, okay, I want to grow my business. Okay. Why do you want that? What is, mm-hmm. how are you hoping to feel? And then is it a process of every day saying, okay, how can I feel that today? What can I do today to feel that today? Is that sort of a very, very, very limited um, summary? <laughs> You know, that's, that's exactly right. So what I do is I have a worksheet that people can go through and it says, what, what will you experience as a result of this goal? What will you feel? What, who will you be as a result of this goal? And they write down these words and I have lists of words for them to choose from. So I have lists of feelings and values and traits that they can pull, pull from. And so they pull, pull out these words that, that represent what it is they want to experience. And once we get those words down on a paper, we can create a statement of intention mm-hmm. and that statement becomes their mantra. And so yeah. that statement then becomes what they focus on. So when I was going into my complete surrender and not knowing what business I was going to have or where I was headed, what this next phase of my life would look like, I drilled down and said, okay, I want a multi-million dollar business. Well, why do I want a multi-million dollar business? Well, I want to have impact. I want to change the world. Okay, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> what does that look like? Okay, so I wanted to, to change the world in a positive way, and I wanted to do it with power and sustainability. To me, a multi-million dollars business gives me the ability to impact the world in a positive way with power and sustainability. So my mind attached to the multi-million dollar business idea, and that's where it was stuck. I had to have a multi-million dollar business to have positive impact with power and sustainability. But when I wrote out that statement, that became my focus. So I let go of the multi-million dollar business idea. And I said, it is my intention to have impact, a positive impact in the world with power and sustainability. And that became my mantra. So then when something would cross my path as an opportunity, I could say, okay, does this fit within my intention? Does it allow me to have positive impact with power and sustainability? Yes. Okay. Then I can move towards that. Um, But it, and it gave me something to focus on. So then when, you know, cause our minds are very powerful and they do attach to outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so when my mind would say, oh, this is a great opportunity. This is the perfect opportunity. It would be exactly what I want. And I can do exactly what I need. And I get so fixated on that. Um, What I learned was is I could say, wow, that's a really cool opportunity. I would love to have that or something better according to my intention. 
and let go of the focus and the attachment so that I could remain fluid and I could be guided in multiple avenues. And what happened for me in my surrender experiment is multiple businesses evolved. So now I have three products, five brands, two companies, so much going on. I can't even, I mean, it's so much fun and it's so exciting. Whereas if I would have focused on just having a multi-million dollar business, I would have limited myself. I would have forced myself to focus on just one. One, yeah. And that would have been my focus. I would have missed a whole, bre- I, we, would, we would not be sitting here having this conversation, Kristen. <laughs> right. If, if I didn't, hadn't set the intention because the intention is more important. So now I speak on podcasts. Now I talk to people. Now I'm helping people as well as having a big business. So now I get multiple avenues of having a positive impact with power and sustainability. And, and it's not my mind trying to strategize and figure it all out. Yeah. I love it. And as you're talking, and I want people to notice as you're listening, can you feel the expansion within within you? And this is this is what happens is when there's something that's true, there's a way in which our bodies and our our moments just start to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And you know, that's what's happening to me. And I just want people to notice is that happening to you? Because this is a way of living. That's not clamped down tightly. It's yes. it's flowing. Yes. Uh, which is which is lovely. Can you let people know again where they can find you and learn about some of your work and all of that sort of stuff? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've actually created a brand new program called The Experiment. And what it does is I've distilled down everything I've done to get to where I'm at in this in this space that I'm in now. And I've given foundational tools and knowledge that will give somebody the ability to go have their own experiment with life and to start letting go of the attachment of the mind and using the power of the mind and all of those things. So it's a very, it's a 90 day guided journey um, into your own personal experiment that allows you to be your own self. And so people can find out more about that at ceoessentials.net slash the experiment. And that is something I'm super excited about to be able to help people shorten their learning curves when they go on this journey. Cause I do believe that this is a journey that we're all headed on. And so having the the tools and the new information that we've not had before is helpful to help people to access the power of their mind and you use it in a way that is um, effective and efficient. Yes. Lovely. Thank you so much for bringing this um, this new way of relating to the world and to ourselves um, to people, because I think this is how we're going to continue to expand. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. And thank you for, for having this space to have these conversations. It's so important today. Yes, I do love it. So listeners, thank you for um, being here and showing up for yourselves um, you can also head over to your superpoweredmind.com and check out some of the communities and programs we have at Superpower Experts. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 